but yeah, so I've told the story a lot. So my, my punchline is an inch to the left, no arm, an inch to the right, no Caleb. Mm. Like it was, it was legit really close. Yeah. So I, I don't, I mean, I'm, you could extrapolate a million lessons, but I think the most obvious for us was like, they, they're not our kids, man. They're gods. And we're just, as parents, we're just stewards. Think about the profound influence of the Bible on the world, the way that it has shaped our culture. Whether you're a follower of Christ or not, it's probably a good idea that you know at least what it says. It's going to be about us taking and reading the Bible. Well, welcome back to the Take and Read podcast. Pastor Chad here, and I'm joined by Howard. Welcome back, Howard. Thanks, man. It's been a spell. Yeah. What episode is this? This is 64. So 12 weeks. Yeah. Okay. Or something like that. Yeah. It's been a while. And it's funny because last time you were here, we talked about a fig tree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we did. <laughs> and it just might come up again today, but totally different. Uh, well, it's good to have you. We are, we're in a new scenario where this is my office at the church building where I pastor and I've never recorded in this office. It's very glamorous. Yeah. You've done great. Four equally distributed walls, very white (laughs) walls. And, uh, yeah, uh, but it's fun. And so we, we spruced it up and we tried to make it visibly neutral. Yeah. I, I trust you with that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, so glad to have you. And I'm curious, and something that I love to talk with folks that have been on before and are not first time guests, what you've had some various things happen in your life since we last talked. When you think about three months of your, your life, knowing you, uh, the, the Lord has done some things and allowed some things to happen in your world. Uh, and you and I both know in his sovereignty that that's none of that is mistake, none of that is for waste, but it's all meant to accomplish things and glorious things, shaping into the image of Christ. Yeah, tell me a little bit, like if you just had like one or two nuggets of something you're like, <laughs> I think he's teaching me this. Uh, so... Uh, you kind of teed me up for Caleb's, <laughs> Caleb's minivan <laughs> accident. Uh, our one of our sons uh, was getting his driver's license, and so there's no he couldn't get into any driver's ed classes. So we've been doing his driver's training, and he went off the road and totaled the minivan and hit a hit a rail fence, and a 16 foot rail came through the windshield full length of the minivan. It scraped his arm, went under his armpit. Um, no one was hurt hmm. at all. Because um, your wife was in the passenger yeah. seat. So my wife, Anna, had like glass powder in her ears and stuff and in her hair. Yeah. It just, he had a mailbox and psh, so like powder went everywhere. Um, but yeah, so I've told the story a lot. So my, my punchline is an inch to the left, no arm an inch to the right, no Caleb. Mm. Like it was, it was legit really close. Yeah. So I, I don't, I mean, I'm, you could extrapolate a million lessons, but I think 
the most obvious for us was like, they, they're not our kids, man. They're gods. And we're just, as parents, we're just stewards. Mm-hmm. And so we, we pray for them. And in just a few short seconds, years of prayers were answered in that one moment, wow. you know? Yeah. So yeah, I think that would be the most obvious takeaway. Like they're not mine, hmm. they're his. So what he decides to do, I have to kind of be okay with it. Yeah. This time we were super, I mean, unbelievably blessed, man. It was so close. Yeah. There's no one else on the road. And then after that, everything went really well. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the guy that owns the people on the fence were super cool. They're like, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll fix it in the spring. You know, fix the mailboxes. Wow. Yeah. Things, things turned out amazingly good. That's incredible. A bad moment. And it's just, yeah. yeah, around that story, there's so many other circumstances that, that are around that, um, in your life. And it's just, yeah, you've, you've gone through some challenges. It was a rough week. Yeah. <laughs> Cause that was just one of the things that week. Right. It was a, yeah, it was a trial by fire week. Now but you walk away the fire. with a very sobering reminder that they are his. Yeah. And holding your kids with, with an open hand, that's really difficult. It's a lot easier to say yeah. and teach or, you know, <laughs> share, throw that out yeah. there on a podcast. But when it's actually in that moment, yeah, it's really hard not to just clench your teeth and just grip, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that. Yeah. It's uh, it's amazing the way that the Lord uses experiences as we process them, and if we're willing to just kind of be in them with the Lord and and allow Him to to kind of do His full thing through it, uh, the way that it has exponential impact on the people around us in the body of Christ. I, I can think of so many times where going through a struggle, I would love to shortcut it yeah. and just get to the end really quick or just, hey, can you just tell me the lesson? And I'll, yeah. I'm sure I'll learn it. Oh, just tell that's me. me. Yeah. 100%. But to have to kind of patiently endure all of the nuances of things, <laughs> that's tough. That's so me, man. <laughs> I've, I've prayed that so many times yeah. in, in sincerity. Like, Lord, if you could just teach me humility without having to humble me, I'll do my best. I'll try. I know I can learn it. I know I can. Yeah. Uh, well, that's, yeah, that's powerful. I'm so glad to have you back. Uh, we've, we've been navigating some interesting uh, passages in the scriptures uh, as we've continued to navigate our way through the gospel of Mark. And since you've been here, we haven't made it too far. We, we really just try to slowly... Uh, kind of process through what's going on. And so uh, we are in chapter 13, and to kind of put some context, and the reason why I I think it's important, I am kind of taking short passages as we go, but there are times where that's challenging because there's a long passage, and it's one full idea. Yeah. And... You, you, yeah, you, the limitations of a podcast like this don't allow me a three-hour run at right. a passage. And so as best you can, you know the context of this passage. Um, we talked a little bit before we started recording. But uh, feel free to kind of 
kind of tie that stuff in as much as you can. So okay. the, the, the context leading up to the passage that we're in is most immediately Jesus and his disciples have exited the temple. Upon exiting, one of the disciples comments on the, the, the stones and the buildings and just how wonderful they are, and Jesus kind of just floats this comment that this is all going to be destroyed. As wonderful as it is, it's all going to be laid to waste. So then they, you know, they obviously took time to leave there and, and exit and make their way out of Jerusalem, and they're sitting on the mount opposite the temple, clearly looking at the temple, Yeah. and Peter, James, John, and Andrew this time, the fourth, which usually it's Peter, James, John, but this time Andrew, is there, and they're like, hey, so that thing you said about the temple kind of being <laughs> annihilated... Just when do you think that's going to play out, and what are the signs that we can know that it's happening? And then that's this long teaching section where he is going at length, and he he talks about the signs of the end of the age and and the destruction of the temple and wars and rumors of wars and tribulation. And then he brings up, and in the last episode we talked about, this figure, this individual, the abomination of desolation and how that ties to Daniel and some of the things that the prophet Daniel prophesied that then came true later prior to Jesus. And then now he's talking about the same kind of thing again that is to be anticipated. And this tribulation and these things are the birth pangs. They're not even the thing. They're not even the main event. Yeah. And he's he's talking about these things eventually happening, and that there'll be those that come and and try to be claim to be the Messiah and don't be deceived. But he says uh, he finishes out and says, "Be on guard. I have told you all things beforehand." So there's this assurance that when this is all going down, there's a comfort in knowing this was predicted, and we were we were warned. He even says things like flee to the hills and like if you have pregnant women and, uh, you know, there's certain things that very specific individuals have to kind of be aware of and pray that it doesn't happen in winter. Yeah. Okay. Which means a lot if you live, <laughs> if you live in a place in that a, has winter. <laughs> yeah, because everything's harder <laughs> in the winter. Everything. Uh, so that's that kind of cues up this passage we're going to look at. Okay. And what I'd like to do, we're going to look at just four verses, 24, 5, 6, and 7 of chapter 13. Okay. We're just going to confine ourselves to that and, and further this conversation and process this scripture. And, and for those that are tuning in, again, uh, I encourage you, read the Word of God, but before you do, pray. Ask the Lord for guidance. It's something that we did before we started recording because for us, for Howard and I, and, and any of my guests, this is not a performance. Uh, we're not reading this so that it's performed, but we truly come humbly needing God's Spirit to guide us. And we, Howard and I, come right now to engage the Word of God because we need Him to speak to us. And so that's what we're doing. So we're going to open up. Uh, I'm in the ESV translation. I don't know what that's, you're... That's what I have okay. up, Yeah. So we're going to read chapter 13 of the Gospel of Mark, starting in verse 24. But in those days, this is Jesus continuing to speak, but in those days after that tribulation, the sun will be darkened 
and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will be falling from heaven, and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. And then they will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. And then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. Yes. <laughs> Amen, right? <laughs> Victory. Awesome. So, again, this is tied all the way back to that initial comment he makes as they exit the temple. Yep, as wonderful as these, these stones are and this architecture and these buildings, it's not going to last forever. There's going to be a day when this, even this sacred and magnificent temple is going to be laid to waste. So when we look at a passage like this, you and I are both very curious people. And so naturally, what are the things that we need to have clarity on that are brought up just even in this or in the context of this that, man, that needs some explaining? I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, my, so with my first, I jumped straight to verse 25. So we'll come back to that. We'll get there in time. Mm -hmm. I think of the verse 24. It's that in those days after that tribulation, and I'm in those days has to be referring to the stuff he's already been talking about, right? Which you guys covered last podcast. Yeah, and I think what the point you're making is you've got to locate the timeline on some of this stuff. For the end time stuff. For yeah, sure. where are yeah, we yeah. talking about? Yeah. Where and when are we talking about? So that's good. Is that where you were going with it? Yeah, so there's... um. He's saying in those days in the future that I'm talking about mm -hmm. the, the abomination of desolation, he just rolled on right. to verse 24, but in those days that I'm telling you about after that tribulation, these events are going to take place that he's about to talk about. So everything I've just said, that's that tribulation. That's the abomination of desolation. That's yeah. the time when you're fleeing to the hills. That's the time when you hope it's not winter. That's the wars and rumors of wars. And it's going to feel like the world is ending. Yeah. After that tribulation. So that's those days. Yep. Those days. Yep. Uh huh. After that, then. Yeah. Then, then this is, this is super and, and even those days uh -huh. are in the future. Right. For us, for the reader, <laughs> for the re yeah, for the for his audience. So Peter, James, John, and Andrew are sitting there, and he's explaining this, and he's telling them about there's going to be a tribulation down the road. Many are going to come and say they're me, yeah. and they're not. There's going to be wars. There's going to be rumors of wars. There, there's going to be craziness and massive destruction, and there's going to be the abomination of desolation, which means there is going to be an individual that makes his way into the temple and absolutely desecrates the temple. That's going to happen down the road. I just, I'm telling you this so that you know, so you're not shocked, but that you can be awake and be on guard. When that happens, get out of here. You need to flee. And after that happens, there's more. Yeah. But the next, the next thing that happens is, is super interesting to me. When he says the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. Well, if there's no sun, there's no light on the moon. Yeah. Right? So there's something that the entire world will know. It's not like a secret, hidden, hey, hey uh, this thing's going to happen. It, 
every human on the earth is going to be like, what, where, what, oh, there's what, a lunar solar eclipse something. happening at the same time. Yeah. Something. <laughs> the sun's dark and the moon's will not give yes. its light. Yes. So, so an unmistakable event mm -hmm. and the stars will be falling from heaven. And who knows if that's like, I mean, you have to be really careful when you start to decide things are symbolic and things are literal. Yeah. Like, oh, is that comets? Does it just seem like the sky is falling chicken little or is it? Right. But it's going to, I think, yeah, one of the things to your point in that Jesus is pointing out, it will be unmistakable. Yep. It'll be worldwide and it will be noticeable. So if, if you're a believer and you're familiar with your Bible, you'd look at the sky and you'd be like, oh, I know what he's talking about. Like you could run to this passage and be, oh, this, I think this is what's going on. Right. Right. And the powers in the heavens will be shaken. So this idea of not heaven, but You're the right. heavens. So yeah. the, the things in the sky, the, the things out there in the beyond in the universe is what this is talking about. Um, and they will see the son of man, son of man. So right away, I'm like, okay, he says that like I should know it. Now, these guys listening did know it. They knew what that meant. We may not be as familiar, but I look here, and I've got a footnote in my Bible at that Son of Man reference, and that is a clear reference back to Daniel 7.13. So if I flip back here to Daniel, I've got this really cool reference here. Daniel 7.13, and again, Daniel is prophesying about the future. And he says, I saw in the night visions, and behold, with the clouds of heaven, there came one like a son of man, and he came to the ancient of days and was presented before him. And to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom that all people, nations, languages should serve him his dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away, and his kingdom, one that shall not be destroyed. Which in contrast to what he's just said, which everything on earth is going to be destroyed, but this one, like the Son of Man that comes down, he has a kingdom that will never be destroyed. He's clearly referencing himself. Yeah. And make there's also based if you jump to that Daniel passage, he's making a contrast that this world is not mm -hmm. where my kingdom lies. Right. Right. Yep. Yeah, because he's coming with the clouds, and he was given what? dominion and glory and a kingdom that all people, nations, and languages shall serve him. Not just some, not just the chosen ones like the Israelites. Right. But all nations, all kingdoms will eventually submit to him. And it's another little curious <laughs> thing that's super interesting is the sun's out and the moon, the sun's darkened, the moon's not giving light, but when the son of man comes in the clouds, you will see him. Yep. And they will see the son of man. Yeah. They, I guess, refers to everybody. There are other passages that indicate his return will be visible to all, not to just some. Yeah. I have some. They will see the Son of Man coming in clouds, which is interesting because 
this is, you know, moving forward, but in the book of Acts, when Jesus ascends, the disciples there are looking on as he lifts into the clouds, and an angel says, he will he will come back just like he left. Right. So there's right. this foreshadowing that even Jesus himself is indicating. My return, the Son of Man, will be in this way. So I have a cross-reference for Matthew 24. It's just the parallel passage to that. It talks about the sun being darkened. Mm-hmm. And the only thing it adds is that um, when he sends out his angels, there'll be a loud trumpet. Hmm. I, rem- I remember he, I've always had it in my mind that everyone would be able to see it. And that was one of the weird pieces of the puzzle. Was like, how is it on all people on the planet would be able to see it? But it's not coming from this passage. Right. It just says they. Yep. Okay. So we don't know exactly what they refers to. We both have this instinctual feeling that it's everybody. I mean, it and that would make sense in that it's the the sun going out and the moon not giving its light would be visible to all. That would be right. Because even if you're if it's daytime and the sun goes dark, you know it. Yep. If it's nighttime and the sun goes dark, the moon's not and shining. And the moon's not shining. So you know it. You know it. So there's this Regardless of your location on the planet, something's up, and it and it's going to be noticeable. And then, this Son of Man will come. And man, what? I mean, we talk about it like it's just a thing, but yeah. that is like, <laughs> well, when when Jesus when he casually floated that statement, yeah, these these stones aren't going to be here. That's a that's a he just dropped a nuke in their lap. Yeah, he did. Like that's a huge thing, and you guys covered that. But this is a huge thing. It is. When the, all of a sudden the sun goes out and the moon goes out and Jesus comes back, that's the yeah. Yeah, and he's moment. like angels he'll send out angels and and like you just see these these spiritual beings of light just going out and collecting the the folks. They're they're collecting the elect from the four winds, which is a phrase to just reference from everywhere. Yeah. From like all the over the globe. Of the earth. Yep. Uh, that, that from all over the globe, which is interesting because at this time, the world wasn't all that big. Right. Humanity had not spread super far. To their knowledge. To their knowledge. Their, their world was... Was very, right there. very small. Yep. Yep. And so for us, we go... That's that's everywhere. Yeah, that's because we're a global, we're a part of a global world right yeah. now. Where it's yeah. in our minds, we can picture the places that they will go. Yeah, and so you see this this gathering, this collection. So there's this this really kind of doom and gloom tribulation experience. You're like, yeah, the abomination of desolations. You know, doing a dance and a jig on the the altar, and and it's just that would be just gut-wrenching pity your stomach say it isn't so yeah don't no 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 no. the temple's destroyed what okay well, when's this gonna happen and he's like well let me just let me just play this out for you and it's getting bad and then worse and worse and he's like and there's gonna be this abomination this guy's gonna go and he's gonna desecrate the temple and then there's gonna be guys that come and they're gonna say they're me and they're not. They're going to perform signs and wonders, and you're going to. People are going to be persuaded that they are me, but they're not. Just hang in there, and then it's like, 
But then in, in those days after that, the sun's going to go out. The moon's going to dim. It'll, it'll be unmistakable. And the Son of Man. He doesn't say, and then I'll show up. Yeah. He uses imagery of Daniel that they would go, this is the one who has complete and utter dominion that every nation, every principality, every power imaginable will submit to this one and his his kingdom will be eternal and not of this world. And he's like, and this descent and his, his angels and gathering his beloved to him. He'd be like, all right, okay, right, yeah. cool. Well, it's, it's classic. It's a classic Jesus move. All the horrible things that he's just told them it's going to happen is just him being honest. And at the end of like, honestly, these are the things that are going to happen. He has this amazing moment of hope for them. Mm-hmm. It parallels the gospel. He just is honest. You're a sinner. You're not that great of a person. Mm-hmm. Right. But there's this huge moment of hope at the end of it. It's like, it just falls right in line with, with what everything else you see with Jesus calls it like it is says what's going to happen gives them truth and there's this huge nugget of like hope and excitement yeah. and like a redeemable part of this horrible time and i think that we can sit here today because they're hearing this and they're now they're there's hope they're on the right team yeah and they're gl- oh sweet we're on that guy's team the son of man he's like our team captain and we're that's this is great news. After all that other bad stuff, like we endure to the end, kind of thing. And he even says, "Those who endure to the end will be saved." You and I sit here. the The Son of Man and the the Sun going out, the Moon going out, Son of Man descending. That hasn't happened yet. No. So we still sit in a way of anticipation of that day. It could happen in our lifetime. Yeah. And you and I, I know for myself, it's very easy to just get dialed into my day in, day out reality of got to do this today. I've got this on my schedule. I'm going to meet with so-and-so. I've got to prepare this. And then tomorrow, rinse, wash, repeat. Okay, let's just keep going. Let's Let's just every day, day in, day out, keeping my head down and not living in light of this reality. Right. And I think that's true for all of us though. How do we do it different then? I don't know, man. I I think if, if it's, if you just woke up in the morning and the alarm goes off and you went and opened the windows and be like, Oh, sun's out. Okay. Not today. Not today. (laughs) (laughs) Just set that little trigger in your mind, you know, where I think it might, it change. And if that was your every day, and I'm challenged. I hope I do this tomorrow. I hope I wake up and go, all right, Howard, not today. Yeah. Well, we're, we're wearing the headsets right now, so we can't hear what's going on. Yeah. When we're done, we should just we go, should go and, like, yeah. See. <laughs> but <laughs> then the what's the thought after that? Not today. Therefore, how do I spend my time if he hasn't come back yet? Well, in verse 27, when he sends the angels out to gather the elect, right? Mm-hmm. That. And he says he's gathering from the four winds. That falls in line with separating the, the wheat from the tares. That falls in line mm-hmm. with separating the sheep from the goats. So, number one, make sure that you're one of those people the angels are going to be like, 
grabbed me by the back yeah, of the neck. I want to like, be, I want to be gathered. Let's go, you know? And as the angels skyrocketing with me in their hands, I don't want to look down and see the people I love yeah. down there. You know, I'm, I want to look, look out across the sky and be like, Hey, Chad, it's happening, man. <laughs> you know, it's let's today. Go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. That is such a good point that if we, when we wake up, we look out, we go, okay, not today. Sun's still out. Or we look out and it's like in Montana where it's still dark until like 10 a.m. <laughs> we look out and we go, oh, there's the moon still. We say, not today. Okay. Then, this is another day in which he has delayed his return. And my main priority is knowing him and making him known. That's, yeah. that's what my day is. Now that may be, I work at a grocery store and so I go and I'm a grocery store worker and I'm going to interact with people. This is how can I leverage today so that they know and that they're with us. Right. So every day of delay is a day of grace. Mm -hmm. It's one more day to do his work. Amen. And another day of hope for someone else. Amen. Dude, thanks for being here. Yeah. This was great. Yeah. Thanks for uh, having For those tuning in, there's probably still so many questions that, that may come up and percolate from something like this. So please do not hesitate. Email me, take and read podcast at gmail.com. If you have a question for Howard or myself, send it and I'll make sure that we get that answered. If you just have comments or you want to engage on this topic more, that's leave comments. Um, this is a, a great thing to dialogue about and people love to debate the when, when is this and, and all that kind of stuff. And we're going to see in, in verses to come that that may not be the way that we focus our time best. Like the, the trying to predict this stuff is not the main focus here. What Jesus wants to focus on is, is him, our attention drawn to him and then doing whatever we can to draw others attention to him. That's the main priority. That's what we spend our time doing. And if you're reading this and you're not sure that you believe it or you're good with all this, keep wrestling with that. If you want to challenge any of this, please email me. I'd love to have dialogue and engage with you on this. I encourage you, wrestle with this, but take and read the Word of God. Take and read it for yourself. You can find it anywhere. You can download a thousand different translations and languages on your phone. Uh, you can find a paper copy in just about any hotel in the world. Uh, but go grab a copy of God's Word and read it. Take and read it. Any final sign-off words? That was great. I'm really glad you ended it that way. That okay. Was, that was great. Well, go take and read the Word of God because in it you will find life. Life in Christ alone. Be blessed. <laughs>